Warning: The SCP Foundation audio archive is classified. Access by unauthorized personnel is strictly prohibited. Perpetrators will be tracked, located, and detained. God's blind spot. Item: SCP-001, Facility T. The headquarters location of the Foundation's O5 Council and appurtenant management bodies have been constructed around the location of SCP-001, including Building T-01 within the volume of SCP-001. The security protocols for Facility T are set forth in Document T-001:01. Description: SCP-001 is an irregularly shaped volume of space, approximately 65,000 cubic meters in volume, inclusive of space both above and below the original ground level, located at in the Sinai. Apart from its thaumaturgic properties described below, SCP-001 is unremarkable, and matter and energy can freely enter and leave it. Archaeological work performed by the French Commission of Science and Arts in the late 18th century indicated the remains of a stone structure at the site dating to the late second millennium BCE, fitting the description of an inn. As a result of the construction of Facility T, no trace of the original structure remains. SCP-001 is distinguished as the only known natural location on Earth with absolute zero ambient Akiva radiation. Experimentation has verified that this condition persists even when an emission source of Akiva radiation is brought near or within the spatial limits of SCP-001. Footnote one here. See research report SCP-001.08.p, named "Relic of Tooth of the Buddha." 1974. This indicates that not only does the outer boundary of SCP-001 impermeably block Akiva radiation from crossing it in either direction, SCP-001 absorbs and destroys any Akiva radiation that would otherwise be generated within its volume. As a consequence of SCP-001's properties, the natural progression of degeneration or termination from Homo sapiens cognitive function and organic functionality are suspended, while the Homo sapiens subject in question remains within the limits of SCP-001. Put another way, subject to certain limitations, human death does not occur within SCP-001. See excerpts of test log below. Organized by test parameters and outcome. Test zero one point zero zero one. Personnel D ten eighty two. A healthy human male is placed in a standard human containment cell within SCP zero zero one and observed for one hundred and twenty days. No change. Zero one point zero zero three. Personnel D twenty three twenty six, a healthy human female, is placed in an airtight vessel within SCP zero zero one. A lethal dose of cyanide gas is released into the vessel. After completion of a test, the gas is vented. No change. D twenty three twenty six suffered no adverse medical effects. Zero one point zero zero six. Same parameters as test zero one point zero zero three, but subjects are thirty healthy specimens of Rattus norvegicus. Specimens die of cyanide poisoning.
Subsequent variations of this test suggest that the life-preserving attributes of SCP-001 are limited to human subjects. 01.009 Personnel D-5337, a human female suffering from stage 4 cancer, metastasized to most organs, and with a prognosis of imminent death, is placed in a standard containment cell within SCP-001 and observed for 786 days. No change, including any advance in cancer symptoms while subject remained within SCP-001. Subject expired within 48 hours after being removed from SCP-001 after the conclusion of a test. 01.010 Personnel 5361, a healthy human male, is placed in a crematory within SCP-001, which is then activated. D5361's body combusts in a manner consistent with normal control functions. Result remains are unremarkable. Subsequent variations of this test suggest that the life-preserving attributes of SCP-001 do not extend to all cases of trauma. 01.338 Personnel D-8874, a healthy human female, is placed in a standard containment cell within SCP-001, then restrained. Subject's left leg is amputated above the thigh without anesthetic and without the use of a tourniquet or other constriction of the femoral artery. After amputation, the leg is removed from SCP-001, while personnel D-8874 remains under observation for a period of 360 days. Subject temporarily loses consciousness, probably due to pain and sudden blood loss, but recovers, and bleeding stops within 12 hours. Stump heals at accelerated rate. Amputated leg which has been removed from SCP-001 decays at rate consistent with flesh stored under similar conditions. 01.537 Personnel D-13926 and D-13927, healthy male identical twins, age 24, are subject of study. Personnel D-13926 is placed in standard long-term human containment cell within SCP-001, while Personnel D-13927 is placed in standard long-term human containment cell at a different Foundation facility. Subjects are observed for a period of 26 years and 10 months. Personnel D-13927 presents a progression of physical bodily changes consistent with normal human aging. However, Personnel D-13926 does not appear to measurably age during the test duration. After conclusion of test, Personnel D-13926 was transferred to a different Foundation facility, whereupon that subject presented an accelerated progression of changes consistent with aging. A dormitory facility has been constructed within Building T-01, containing living spaces for all of the members of the Foundation's O5 Council and certain other members of senior management. Presently, nine of the twelve members of O5 Council reside within that dormitory, and eight of those nine have not exited from Building T-01 since the completion of its construction. Footnote 2. A ninth O5 member who left Building T-01 to attend a personal matter, was killed in a meteorological event before her scheduled return. Archival Document 06-S7INF-23-A Excerpt
in matters of natural philosophy and of understanding the substance of the Almighty God, we must begin our investigation with the evidence of our senses, which include the testimony of Holy Scripture. For no man hath seen God, but the perception of God may come from observing His creation and from the careful study of Holy Scripture. Consider Exodus 4, which, being interpreted from Hebrew, saith, and it came to pass by the way in the inn, that the Lord met him, meaning Moses, and tried to kill him. Then Zipporah, the wife of Moses, took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son, and cast it at his feet, and said, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me. Footnote 3, Exodus chapter 4 verses 24 to 26. Consider the teaching of these verses. Many learned scholars focus their attention on the second of these verses, in which Zipporah, the wife of Moses, performs the rite of circumcision and, in so doing, saves her husband from the wrath of the Almighty God. Therein, say the scholars, lies the moral lesson that none, not even God's prophet, shall be exempt from the laws of his covenant. But consider the first of these verses, which is so little understood. The Almighty God, having formed an intent to kill Moses, attempted to do so and failed. This episode is the key to the understanding of the substance of God. For we must understand that if Scripture is infallible, and Scripture tells us that the Almighty God tried to kill Moses but failed, then infallible Scripture saith that God is not omnipotent, or at least that God's power does not extend to that particular place. Sir Isaac Newton Observations upon the Substance of God, 1724. The newly invented thermometric apparatus permitted our order to verify what we had long suspected, namely that the divine grace, or as some of our brethren are more apt to put it, that thaumaturgic force was a phenomenon of actual, measurable substance. One of my colleagues proposed the name Akiva as a unit of measurement for this phenomenon, after some long-dead Hebrew martyr. This philosophical and technological breakthrough prompted the initiation of several projects, including a comprehensive mapping of the conditions and variations of Akiva throughout the globe. This was not to be a mere frippery such as the charting of a source of a Nile or the naming of some inconsequential sea rock. Rather, the thalmographic map will be an invaluable tool in allowing our order to harness the powers of a divine grace. And so, we organized cartographic teams, each equipped with a thalmometric apparatus, to commence the mapping projects, with special concentration on regions of particular interest. In a particular corner of the Holy Land, Napoleon Bonaparte has showed us the way. As you know, Napoleon's campaign into Egypt in 1798 was accompanied by the Commission of Science and Arts, which formed a comprehensive survey of that country. Footnote 4, translated from French, description of Egypt or collection of observations and research that were made in Egypt during the expedition of the French army. Volume 11 of that report charted the geographic locations of historic locations, including the biblical Mount Horeb. And so, fortified with this information, a team of Freemasons and orders of our Hermetic Order, led by myself, traveled to the Sinai to retrace the steps of Moses from Mount Horeb to the court of Pharaoh. Tonight, I am pleased to report to our order the success of this endeavor. We found the end. Bram Stoker, 
Transcription Minutes of Meeting of Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, 1874. Excerpt of Memorandum by Site Director William Wynne Westcott, footnote 5. Westcott co-founded an organization that is one of the Foundation's predecessor entities. 2. Helena Blavatsky, October 16, 1890. Having studied Dien and testing its property, only one conclusion can be reached. God has a blind spot, and we have found where it is. The properties of the inn present a number of thaumometric engineering opportunities beyond merely hiding from the angel of death. We now know that the ambient Akiva radiation level within the inn remains at zero, regardless of what happens inside. By implication, since this is God's blind spot, there can be no theological consequence to an action taken within its boundaries. Although I am no physicist, our colleague Nicola has basically described it to me as being essentially a Faraday cage for sin. The suitability of such location as the headquarters of a central decision-making body of our new order should be obvious. Note, the office of the Foundation's Ethics Committee have been located in Building T-01 since the committee's inception. Notes of Dr. Marvin Scranton, July 31st, 1924. Excerpt. As a result of our study of the properties of SCP-001, we are now ready to begin our first trials here at Site-36 for the artificial generation of a shielded Akiva vacuum, which we're calling the Antimonad. Essentially, we're going to create another instance of SCP-001. Today's test will be the culmination of over 20 years of advances in thermometric engineering and applied theology. Bertrand, my assistant, puts it more bluntly, we've built a box and we're pushing God out of it. It turns out that just as nature abhors a vacuum, so does immanence. Our instrument readings indicate that when the antimonad came online and the measurable Akiva rating within the test capsule dropped to zero, the Hume level spiked. We think that something else, something that we don't presently have a way of observing or measuring, came in. We don't know what it was or where it went. 05 Policy Memorandum K-308 Excerpt from August 2nd, 1924 Gentlemen, the frequency and severity of anomalous instances appears to have dramatically increased since the 31st July incident at Site 36. Footnote 6. While no casual link to the antimonet test has been conclusively proven as of yet, the timing is noted. As we have discussed, this episode underscores the need for the Foundation to revisit and expand its mission charter. To date, we have been a research organization but emergency times call for emergency measures, and it has become imperative for our organization to do more than contain the specimens that we study. We must take steps to secure those anomalies not already within the Foundation's custody, both in order to protect the anomalies for further research and to protect humanity as a whole. Effective immediately, the Foundation hereby authorizes and establishes an active field operations department. Our existing research operation is hereby reorganized as comprising a separate and distinct research department. This new agency department is hereby authorized to immediately organize, staff, fund, equip, train, and deploy one or more mobile task forces. 
The provisional leadership and budget for the Field Operations Department are set forth in the attached exhibit. Note, Memorandum K-308 represents the official commencement of the Foundation's operations to actively collect and contain anomalous objects, entities, and phenomena, as opposed to merely studying them. Memorandum 2. The Administrator of O5 Council CC Muhammad Al-Taki, Director of Office of Tactical Theology From Sheldon Katz, Esquire Date August 3rd 19 regarding status of negotiations project uriel i believe that we have reached an understanding with the counterparty the purpose of this memorandum is to memorialize the principal points of understanding as we have discussed the formal agreement will be presented in the form of a covenant footnote 7 stone tablets are expected but i have asked for a pdf file as well background the Foundation's operations at Facility T have for some time been a sticky point via V our relations with the counterparty. Recent developments, too voluminous to be mentioned here, have prompted the Foundation's senior management to seek a rapprochement with the counterparty, both to facilitate ongoing research and containment efforts to avoid accelerating a theotastrological catastrophe and to maintain the efficacy of certain Foundation protocols such as the containment regimen for SCP-1844. At senior management's direction, then, my office undertook negotiations with the counterparty. The points summarized below represent the outcome of these negotiations. Summary points of understanding. 1. No natural person may physically remain within Facility T for a continuous period in excess of 120 years. This limit applies to members of the O5 Council, other members of the Foundation management and staff, test subjects, and others. The Foundation is expected to enforce this limitation. 2. Minutes of the proceedings of the Ethics Committee are to be communicated to the counterparty not less frequently than annually. Footnote 8. The precise logistics of this communication have not yet been worked out, but I suspect that it will consist of writing them down on parchment and burning them in a brazier located outside of Facility T. 3. The counterparty shall not smite, strike down, or otherwise exact wrath upon any of the Foundation personnel named on Exhibit A, as amended from time to time by the mutual agreement of the parties, without at least 90 days written notice and an opportunity to cure the transgression, provided, however, that this clause shall not be applicable in the case of a tribulation of general applicability. 4. Neither the Foundation nor any of its executive-level personnel shall bow down to or worship any divine entity other than the counterparty, for I, the Lord, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Footnote 9. The counterparty insisted upon this clause. Because this clause does not actually compel any action but merely forbids it, I applied my discretion to accept this point. I assume that the first-person draftsmanship will be cleaned up in the final version. 5. The Foundation and the counterparty shall use commercially reasonable efforts to cooperate with respect to the containment of the adverse entities described on Exhibit B, collectively the Angra Menu. Please contact me to discuss the points of understanding before the formal agreement is completed. Respectfully, 
Sheldon Katz, Prophet of God. Thank you for listening. For more information and links, please see the show notes. For early and ad-free episodes, please also see my Patreon, which is linked in the show notes. And of course, sorry for the audio, I got sick recording the last part of this episode. Hopefully everything will be back to normal for next week's episode.